0: evening, or rather, good morning, everyone. It is Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I'm joined tonight by John Gennaro. John, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am doing well. I just watched a whole Mavericks game that that frankly felt like a waste of time.
0: It did. It did. So the Mavericks won 124 to 97, bringing down their average of, uh, you know, they scored up to this point, they'd scored 141.5 points per game against the Warriors this year. So that brings down their average by, you know, eight or nine points. But what are you going to do? The uh, the Mavericks played the Warriors G League team with, and really they, they didn't even play that good of a game and just absolutely beat the pants off the Warriors. There's there's not much for, for me to really take away from, you know, I, I suppose the positive highlights would have to be, the fact that Dwight Powell didn't miss a shot and and you know played with some nice energy in 24 minutes, he also almost killed a Warriors player with a stray elbow, um, which was really quite frightening actually. Uh, but what about you? Any anything else that was uh, up there for you that you were focusing on? I mean, it, it's it's funny
1: how bad of a game Luca played. Like, and, and I I I don't think it was like the Warriors forced him into it. I think he just realized that he could go at half speed and i mean he went two of nine from three eight of 19 overall two of eight from the free throw line he had two assists like that might be a low for the season for him it was just a bad game for him and it didn't matter at all it was never doubt it never mattered that he didn't play well um that that's just like a a funny thing like i'm not i'm not upset at him at all uh but no it once again like the dwight powell and and maxi kleba both of them continue to play very, very efficient basketball, uh, and and somehow the the chemistry of of even last year's team, which was terrible, of having Dwight Powell on with Max Maxi Kleba and, and Dorian Finney Smith all at the same time, just seems to equal good things for the Mavericks.
0: Yeah, it's the box score is going to be an odd one for anybody who skipped the game because you're looking at individual lines, and yeah, Powell stands out, but. Tim Hardaway shot the ball pretty crappily. Dorian Finney-Smith was also just a bricklayer. You know, Boban got 20 minutes and he missed eight shots. You know, like, it's just sort of strange. You know, uh, Jalen Brunson probably played his most effective minutes in about three weeks. You know, really since, I don't know, maybe not three weeks. Since Luka came back from injuries is, yeah, it's about that many days somehow. Um, that's about as close as, as it could get in for him where he's just had a rough go of things. That was kind of nice to see, but the Warriors are just so bad. There's not really anything to take away from the game. I mean, the Mavericks got up 96 shot attempts in this one. They apparently shot 51% from the field. Nobody really shot well from three. Friggin' J.J. Barea, of course he did. You know, that guy, he's shooting like 50% on the year. It's something preposterous. But uh, there's, you know, it's, just, it's, it's one of these games. You know, this, these late games are brutal. I'm on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. But, you know, it, it's it's nice to not – I guess it's kind of nice as a warm-up game. I'm getting – the way Luca's looked le- recently, I, I feel like the – the kind of the, the season's starting to kind of wear him out a little bit. That's one thing I'm a little bit concerned about. I'm, I'm not – he he, kind of looks disengaged. Like the free throws are, are, you know, one thing, but that, like, that's a the, the team has stank at free throws for a while now, which might be a conversation for a different day. But it's just, I don't know. It's it's, you know, it's a, it's fun to watch the Mavs beat the pants off of somebody. I just wish they could have done it like two hours earlier.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, so two things that that I I just want to point out. One of them is, um, Draymond Green has always had one of those games that's like. It's really hard for a not super intelligent NBA fan to pick up on how great he is uh, until you put him on a team that's this bad, mm-hmm. and and then you really see the difference between him and every other player on his team. Um, I thought everything good the Warriors did tonight, which wasn't a lot, was basically just Draymond by himself. Uh, but I also want to take this opportunity to point out my favorite thing, which I think Mike Prada maybe came up with or Tom Ziller. Uh, that Draymond Green looks like he's wearing a backpack when he's shooting. That, mm-hmm. that Every time I watched him shoot tonight, it it looked like he was wearing a backpack, and I thought that that was hilarious. But the other thing that I wanted to float by you, I noticed this uh, a little bit in the last Mavericks game, and they did it in the first quarter of this one before going away from it. Um, but we, we've kind of been talking for a couple weeks about how the Mavericks need someone else on the team who can create when when defenses decide to take Luca out of it, you know, just get the ball out of Luca's hands. And I've noticed them going to Hardaway a, a lot, actually, uh, as not just a here's the ball, try and score, but here's the ball, try and run the offense mm-hmm. uh, or, or drive and kick. Um, they're really turning Tim Hardaway Jr., who before this season everyone thought was kind of a wasted player, Uh, into more than just a score and and he had four assists tonight Um, and and again I I think they really went away from it after the first quarter Um, but I'm gonna be keeping my eye on how often they just kind of like run the offense through Tim Hardaway Jr. and and watch him as he strangely feels
0: comfortable in that situation I certainly don't mind it that was really when he was at his best with the Hawks a couple years before he signed the New York contract it's The things that would that drove me crazy about Hardaway's game last year were kind of the needless pull-up jumpers when there were other things happening. He's really seemed to work a lot of the extra stuff out of his game, you know, the dribbling to nowhere. At least when he takes a long contested two, I feel like he's doing it with, you know, without you know, kind of wasted movements. He's at least getting the ball up in a hurry. And I know I I saw what you were talking about because. It's definitely something where he's, you know, Luca's having to pass him and he's having to run something and he's doing it at the rim or at least running towards the rim with the ball. And like that's, that's the sort of offense that I like. I remember probably like three years ago at the Mavericks where it felt like everything that they were running was to get a jump shot away from the ball. And now, and not even like a good jump shot, like a jump shot coming off of like a down screen or at the corner, like basically old. Older Dirk offense, not to be too sacrilegious, but with, like, non-Dirk players like O.J. Mayo. And like, I, their offense now is just so – it's either, you know, a wide-open three of which many Mavericks couldn't hit tonight or a shot, you know, within five to eight feet of the rim. And that's, you know, it's kind of the modern offense now. And I, I like watching it, for one. And I, if, if they can get Hardaway doing anything like that, you know, a couple times a game to loosen up the defense, I think that's pretty important.
1: It is a beautiful offense, I, I will say, and I, I find myself um, every time you hear announcers or anyone else talk about Luca's game can still grow. He can become a better three-point shooter. He can become a better free throw shooter. Uh, you know, he still has room to grow. No one ever seems to mention the fact that, like, he's missing the signature go-to shot, whatever it is. When when they when they need a bucket, what is the thing Luca does? You know, obviously Dirk. Would, would catch the ball uh, around the free throw line and and do his patented fadeaway. Um, Kawhi Leonard showed this last playoffs that, like, you can essentially make a whole game or a whole playoff run out of just having that one mid-range shot that nobody can stop. But Luka doesn't seem to have it. Like, the um, the step-back three is not consistent enough. And so, like, when they really, 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 really need a bucket – I think Luca needs to figure out what that signature move or shot is going to be, and I think that's that's really when Dirk's game took off is when he he added that, and I think that's when Lucas will too. But you know he's twenty years old; he probably won't have that for like four more years.
0: They did have something kind of interesting earlier in the year that teams have figured out just basically blitzing a second guy at him, where it would be a it would be a, a screen with with uh, with KP at the top and then Dwight coming from the dunker spot. And he could either pass to he could either you know shoot the layup, pass to Powell, and then if all that got cut off, then his last his last look, and this is really what I meant by a signature shot, was kind of a mid-post turnaround. And he got two or three of them off. A couple of them were like I mean, he hasn't hit one yet, but it's like a great looking shot. He also has been hit on the elbow a couple of times, and each time the last two-minute report has said, Oh, well, it was an incorrect non-call, which you know has kind of been the way the way things have been for Dallas, but I understand what you mean because his desire is to either is to take a step back. And I, I'm not quite sick of the step back, but I'm kind of sick of the step back. If that makes any sense.
1: I'm not sick of it in the flow of the game. I feel like it adds a lot um, just because he'll hit it every now and then. And it really screws with the defense whenever he does. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, there's, there's a handful of reasons why they're really struggling in close games. and, And one of them is that, I don't think Luca quite knows where to go. He doesn't have that one shot that he's just very comfortable of, like, give me the ball, give me up against someone, I'm going to hit it from here. And and the setback is not that, and I, I think he's tried it a few times in that situation, and it's not that.
0: Well, we could probably talk about a lot of stuff, but this was a game where you're happy to get the victory. The Mavericks are a preposterous 13-5 and five on the road. They play again tomorrow night against the Kings on the road, who are missing... Uh, Rashawn Holmes, who was the guy who, who really kind of started this points in the paint feast, uh, against the Mavericks, even before KP was hurt, like way back in like the first or second week of December. Uh, and, and, you know, they've been kind of having issues ever since, but he's not in the game tomorrow night. So I, I I don't want to say tomorrow night's a, a a win, but the Mavericks, despite playing on the second end of the back to back, have a, have a real good opportunity to pick up another key road win. Do you got anything else before we get out of here?
1: I uh, just, you know, have to point out about the next game that um, pretty much no one played more than 24, 25 minutes tonight. So everyone's fresh. And I think Porzingis is scheduled to come back. So, um, it, it, um, you know, even though it's the second half of back to back, it shouldn't look
0: like that at all for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be it's up in the air. I will be shocked if he plays just because I feel like they're being way too coy about this injury. But I don't like speculating on that sort of stuff. So let's hope he plays. I'm looking forward to that. That would be nice. Well, John, thanks again for joining me. This has been Kirk Henderson with the Late Night Edition, Early Morning Edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Everybody have a good day, and we will talk to you tomorrow night.